Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and back from a little hiatus for Memorial Day, doing some golf stuff, Mr. Andy Mahler. So let's start with the most important thing. How many meats did you grill on Memorial Day? Five? Four or five? Good. Uh, you know, a couple different kinds of bratwurst, some meat skewers, um... We do the thing where we go to the grocery store and everybody just picks pick something out of the meat case that you would like me to grill. The girls picked chicken cordon bleu, which is not something you really grill, and it takes like 40 minutes because you need to like bake. I, I ended up doing it on the Traeger because I ended I did some uh, pota- new potatoes and uh, Brussels sprouts as well on the Traeger. So it worked out, but I had a big fat steak. Son had some meat skewers. She thinks it's funny that they exist because it's something you can eat on the Zelda game. It gives you hearts. He's like meat skewers, <laughs> just like on Nintendo. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's you can put meat on a stick, not just in a video game. Big, big Breath of the Wild guy now. That's a huge that's fan of meat over, on a stick. Taking over his life, but it was a it was a good weekend. The weather was great. Hung out with the kids and the dogs. Hammocked a lot and. Uh, on top of it, watched a little golf on Sunday and caught an outright. Ooh. That was surprising considering where everyone was positioned. I talked a little bit on the golf show. Like Going into Sunday, it's nice to have some live tickets. My live tickets were Davis Riley and Chris Kirk. They weren't that far behind. Davis Riley shoots out to a lead, pisses it down his leg. He's done. I'm done. Sam Burns was not one of those guys. He ended up shooting the best round of anybody uh, out of those on Sunday. And uh, went into the clubhouse, what, like a stroke or two behind and ended up having to come back out for a playoff. So very nice to get another outright. It's been a, a good May over at the BSG. That's Betsperts Golf for the un- uninitiated. As uh, we've hit a couple outrights, that's a good way to, I just did my accounting on my May numbers for everything. And it was a good month because of that, plus... Um, the Tyler Hero announcement happened on like May 2nd. So that's a good way to buoy up a month as well. So I bitched and moaned about that not happening and not happening, but I, I guess I'm happy when I do the main numbers. And I guess let's go to the NBA because I was 95% fucking sure the NBA finals were tonight. There's a decent <laughs> there's a decent sized break here, Alex. Like they give them and I don't blame them. Like it's been a grind. These a lot of these players have played. You know, uh, I, I guess they don't play 82 games, but a lot of players play 70 some, and you end up going getting this far into the finals. I guess you deserve a couple breaks. So uh, NBA finals do not start until Thursday night, which is fine with me. I'll I'll take that in. I love the finals. It's uh, the circumstance and pomp in uh, probably the reverse order, but the greatest font ever for a championship logo just screams. I don't know. I've I've been watching you know the finals since. What, what what do you think your first finals was? Mine for sure was Jordan's first run. My first NBA finals. It's got to be one of the first Jordan teams. Those early yep. '90s Jordan teams. That would be the first ones that I, I would even have a chance to remember watching. Probably yeah, Jordan '93. That last Jordan team. I was going to say uh, took a break. Yeah, 92-93 for me, somewhere in that first stretch. And then, I, you know, I got big Hakeem fan for a couple of years. And then Jordan came back, and that was wild. But, oh, that uh, starts tomorrow. And 
if you look at we have some MVP odds, it's kind of determined. Like, you know, you do this, and our friend Lockie Lockerson does a great job with awards markets as far as building paths and crossing guys out. It just it feels like if Team X wins, here's the guys that win. If Team Y wins, here's the guy that wins. And boy, there doesn't seem to be a lot of paths for anyone outside of Steph Curry to win if the Warriors take this series, does there? Like, I, I want you to start with that. Like, how? Because Clay, Clay would just, I mean, have to have an outstanding three-point shooting. Like, he'd have to play way better than he has for a long time. That's why he's twenty-two to one. Draymond, I have no idea what he'd have to do. Like, what? What does somebody on the Warriors have to do to win it? And is the second most likely person actually Jordan Poole? So I was looking at this quickly, you know, the implied probability of the Warriors right around minus 150 to win the series is about 58%. You combine that, at that times 98% gives me about a 55% expected win rate for Curry. The break even on minus 115 is right around 53.5%. So the market's basically telling you that if the Warriors win, there's like a 95% chance that Curry wins the finals MVP, yeah. which seems about right. Now, to answer your question more directly, no, I'm not taking Jordan Poole. I don't. I think that that would require some sort of injury for, for him to really do anything like that. Um, if you're interested in Clay Thompson, this is the finals. Go poke around. Books have all sorts of weird markets. Look for Clay Thompson, like highest scoring game, highest scoring player in the series or something like that. Those seem much more likely to me than him being finals MVP. But um, Dan, who unfortunately did misspell Wiggins' name, I have to point him out, that's the guy. If it's going to be sure. anybody but Curry, it's probably Wiggins for what he's going to achieve from a defensive perspective. I mean, if you create the, the narrative, you know, so how does Wiggins win? He does a fantastic job guarding Tatum. Tatum barely gets maybe 30 points in a game, shoots poorly all series. Wiggins is able to stay on him. Single coverage. He's scoring, you know, between 15 and 20 points. I don't think he even needs to score more than 20 points a game, honestly, if he's coming out being a plus like that. And again, maybe Curry has a good series, not a great series. No one else really stands up. And it's this kind of ugly mess of a finals that all of a sudden we're looking at Andrew Wiggins, who got a lot of attention for the Western Conference Finals um, MVP. So if you're looking for somebody on the Warriors side, I, th I think Wiggins is the way to go. Yeah. And again, there just doesn't seem to be a situation slash scenario where, hey, the Warriors won the series, even though Steph Curry played really bad. Like that just the, There's so much negative correlation. Like if Curry plays shitty enough where he doesn't – merit the finals mvp they lost four games at some point then so i get it and there's the narrative of he's never gotten one of these he's a storied you know already had a like a storied career even though he's not that old but he's never won a finals mvp that's i'm sure on people's minds some of these stupid voters definitely want to get him one if he deserves it at the end of the day so i'm i'm with you there what about on the other side not quite as you know High end Tate, but I mean Tatum's only two to one, pretty much. I mean uh, that's about the best number you'll find, and Brown not far behind him. But then again, huge drop off to Smart, Horford. I like that we wrote Time Lord, Time Lord in there. Big yeah, number, big number on that. So, um, I mean, is it just what's the scenario where Tatum doesn't win? Again, there's a, a, he has a series where he's not scoring a bunch of points. It's you know, so if the Celtics win again, it looks like they're about forty-two percent. 
based on this plus 175, it basically tells us that the market thinks that if the Celtics win 80% of the time, Tatum gets finals MVP. I think that's too high. Um, I think there's a chance for somebody like Jalen Brown to come in and have a high scoring series. You know, I'm not going to play somebody like Time Lord at almost 500 to one, but if he can stay healthy, maybe there's enough to he can do. Marcus Smart at 40. One to one could be interesting if he shuts down Curry and maybe scores some points, but there's a big number on the board and it hit it at it yesterday. I know Dan grabbed it and I'm going to grab it too. Give me Horford 120 to one. That's a huge number. That should be closer to 30, honestly, 40 where it is. You poke around some other places, maybe um, that have it closer to 30, 40 to one. He is someone who, if he can score 15 or more points per game, which he was able to get close to in that Buck series, and he's going to get the minutes here, be a positive on offense, make a few you know, highlight plays, which you've seen in every series. I mean, that block that he had in game seven was unbelievable. And, you know, Tatum has a solid series, but not a great series. Brown has a solid series, not a great series. Same thing with Smart. I think they look at this. They look at a veteran like Al Horford. And I know Dan in the chat was talking about Wiggins Iguodala. This feels like a Horford Iguodala thing to me. Like it's, it's almost this exact same scenario where uh, you have kind of a team effort. Maybe nobody stands out, but Horford has a great series. And again, he probably loses this. If the Celtics win, it's probably Tatum or honestly Smart if I had to make kind of my top two. I just don't think Brown really has a great chance given the way I expect the series to go. But that's just it's a numbers grab we got to play it at that big so give me some horford horford at a buck i'm gonna play some smart <clears throat> that's where the smart money's gone we did forget by the way I'll be uh, here. matt hit his uh hockey parlay yesterday oh, but shit. as he pointed out maybe not that big of a deal since just about everybody scored that <laughs> yeah. freaking game well, what a day to place a two-leg anytime goal scorer parlay as Everybody, but to be fair, I made a joke on Twitter and I was quickly reprimanded. I said something along the lines like, if you placed an anytime goal scorer bet on this game and you didn't win yet, what are, you know, what's going on? And someone points out, like, you know, the second leading scorer in the entire season hasn't scored and he's in the game in dry sidle. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, the, to, to be fair. I guess there still does need a little little skill, little luck, but yeah. McDavid McKinnon parlay was what four to one or so? So yeah, very nice hit by uh, Mr. Matt. I wonder if Drysdale will put it um blew up any same game parlays. I feel like I should have seen oh, one sure. where somebody went out there and put everybody to score a goal or something together. And you're I guess you're right. He probably messed a lot of those up, but I wonder if somebody got like, you know, a dollar to win ten thousand dollars or something goofy like that. Yeah, yeah, you do it for it's, it's McKinnon. You do dry saddle like the over or over ten alternate goals, and yeah. and you have McDavid and like three other any goal time goal scores first period over four something stupid or whatever it was that we ended up hitting. Poke around then, the book social and then, media yeah, and see if and then and then dry saddle just blows it up. But uh, uh speaking of blowing up, the memorial. I don't know. Um, You're gonna make me bet on Rory. Yeah, I know. I did like his comments this morning, though. He just kind of just laid into the LIV field. Just like, I'm not impressed. But yeah, this is more of a numbers grab. Here's a couple of my full tournament head-to-heads. I put a few together. I've got them all over in the Discord over Bet Sports Golf. But these are a couple I did want to talk about. Rory is matched up with the other good golfers in the field. And you do need to hunt around for this because uh, there's some plus 110s. There's some worse numbers than this. But I found a plus 120. Again, I don't love it when I find the best number at Bookmaker, but the numbers weren't all that different. Mostly were plus 10, plus 15. Rory over 
John Rahm for the entire tournament is plus 120. I have these guys pretty much nuts on with each other. And Rahm's form, outside of beating a really shitty Mexico field, not, not you know what we saw last year when he was playing at the top of his game, when we saw him here at this tournament running out to like a five-stroke lead before he met up with the uh, the novel coronavirus that took him out and let Cantley win this event. I think there's too much being, you know, spewed about how, man, I played this course so well last year. Yeah, he played a lot of courses well. He played everything well last year. He was John Rahm. He was the best golfer in the world. He's not right now. He's very, very, very good, and he can win this tournament. But getting Rory, who is in maybe the best form of anybody who hasn't just been winning. I mean, he's done everything but take home some big trophies. I like this at plus 120 a ton. And then the other one was another one, too, I shopped around. I found this at – I was willing to bet this at minus 110, and then I went and looked. I said, ah, you know what, I never opened up Bavada for golf matchups because they have weird ones and they have a lot of three-way ones, which I hate. Not three balls, but ones where you have to, where you can bet the tie, which is – Silly, honestly, but Zalatoris over Neiman with even money there this morning. And again, like I said, I was willing to bet this at minus one, minus one ten. Zal, obviously, somebody uh, we all love, and the putting is going to be fast here, but it's going to be fast and easy if that makes sense. Like the greens will run pretty quickly, but they're pure. It's going to be pure. It's going to be like Augusta. I don't think I'm terribly worried about his putting and. Neiman is someone I love, but he's just not up at the same level as uh, Zal for me as far as course fit. And secondly, for his, his greens and regulation numbers aren't nearly as good, especially when it comes to the the kind of uh, time, you know, time periods I'm looking at, looking at form, looking at form ascension. Somebody who's been playing better each week that's coming into this. So Neiman, uh, a guy I love. I hope he does well. I just hope he doesn't do as well as Zalatoris. So, a couple of I think everything I bet was plus money for the uh, full tournament head to head so far. Which usually I'll lay it. I'll lay some. I'll lay some numbers. I don't care. It's it's usually just a price thing. If they right. have two if they have two guys that I think one should be minus two hundred, I'll I'll pay minus one forty. I don't give a shit. It's just a it's just percentages, baby. That makes sense. Like you said, you kind of have Rory and Rom on, on a level playing field. Rory playing a little bit better, so you take him at plus money. And Zal's just you have. It sounds like Evans a better golfer, so yeah, you get to take you know the favorite in the match of plus money. It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, and even if you see a guy at minus one ten in a golf matchup, he's usually the dog. There's nowhere that offers golf matchups at minus one ten anymore, and it's it's usually uh, minus one ten is the dog to a minus one twenty favorite. So. You do pay a little extra in those markets. It's, uh, it stinks. Sometimes you can find some decent holds, and honestly, Bavada's as much as it's not a great sharp book, their holds aren't terrible on some of these. So, um, yeah, those I'll have more. I'll have some daily plays tomorrow when we do this again. I'll have some afternoon plays for the uh, round one when we come back. But uh, my attention right now, since their golf isn't today, will be turned to tennis. As I've already watched some this morning, didn't really get a lot to watch as uh, the Polish princess just kind of, there was a few moments there where it's like, yeah, he's looking a little bit like maybe we'll make a match of this. And you didn't have a lot of hope, but man, she just kind of trucked in the end and into the semifinals. And uh, we have what, two more quarterfinals left? 
Um, no, that was it. Um, the semifinals are set on the bottom. We've got Goff Trevisan oh, on yeah. the top. Yeah, yeah. It'll be Iga Cassid Keenan. I think what you saw with Iga today, um, it's you know, as you continue to be go through a tournament, you build up fatigue. But when you're winning matches as quickly as she is, she has much less fatigue built up than a lot of these women. And I, I think Pagula, whether she was tired or, or just sort of had a mental lapse at, at certain points, just shut off towards the, the, the end of that first set and it didn't really look solid in the second we've seen that for a couple matches in a row whether it be the opponent's literally body coming against them or something that's a little harder to tell it's it just seems to be ego that's part of the the um the value of honestly of winning all those matches so quickly i mean she's hardly played any tennis yeah that is we've run into this too even with the three set you know uh wins for the men sometimes you run into this like shit this guy hasn't dropped a set he's playing like hour and 45 minute matches like and then you know there's somebody who had some long drawn out five setters like that makes a difference over a fortnight is uh you know playing a bunch of tennis and she has not played a bunch of tennis it might just be more of the same as we see her what tomorrow semifinals and then uh final saturday i believe saturday lunches yes yeah usually the uh, women's final is on saturday the men's final is on sunday um let me just double check out tomorrow looks yeah tomorrow we'll have the women's semifinals and then right the women's final will be on saturday i like that they have both semifinals the same day yeah it just make keep it fair keep it fair that's uh so other semifinal tomorrow. So this is a bet for tomorrow then, your French Open. Yeah. Okay. But it might be early. It could be early again. As we haven't seen the order of play out quite yet. Um, this could be as early as 5, 6 a.m. in the morning Eastern time. And got a bunch of stuff, as is tradition. In the second week of Grand Slam, we've got some nice smaller tournaments to attack. But they're back. Golf overs. Let's do it. Um, Coco Golf playing Martina Trevisan. Golf has been fantastic. I think that she's very much deserving of being the strong favorite that she is in this match. But Trevisan is the kind of player that is really going to make her work, that is going to build up her fatigue, that is going to test her. They actually played on these courts two years ago. It was a three-set victory for Trevisan. Now, just one match, and Goff is a different player since then. But loved how Martinez looked, has really pushed players. And, again, the two of them in general play longer matches. And you start to look, Goff has been giving up more and more games here. We'll see. I'm Again, I'm confident she could win this match, and then, you know, we'll lose our outright in the finals to Iga because that's just how – the world works these days but for now give me the over 21 didn't love the over two and a half sets price but wouldn't hold that against you either um this other match also tomorrow morning wta again that 125 level where it's either your book at a 125 some call it a challenger but uh makarska it's a town in croatia andy and let's take noskova here um a very solid up young and upcoming player she's only 18 years old almost beat emma raducanu um in the french open after qualifying doesn't have a ton of experience on clay, but ripped through the hard court season um, for some of these smaller events and goes up against Victoria Tomova, who really is an ITF level player, kind of fading down to that level where I get to take Nazkova kind of on the arc up. I think that she's going to be someone, I don't know if she's ready to push maybe some of these WTA level events late in the year, but I think next year someone will be really fun to watch again. An ATM world with just a ton of talent. And this next match, this is an ITF one. It's uh Subatron or Great Britain, depending on how your book listed. And this is next up on court two. Um, the match on court two here looks like it's going to a tiebreaker between Dart and Kostic. So it could be in the next 20 minutes. It could be in the next 45 minutes. But give me Wickmeyer here. She's had a little bit of a layoff, um, has come back, played some nice events. 
and we're on grass now. Um, grass is one of those surfaces where some women have a lot of experience and know what to do with it and generally play very well, and other women just don't. And she goes up against Mihaela Buzarnescu, who is coming back and still working her way from a terrible ankle injury from a couple years ago and really is more of a clay player. I don't know why this is listed as a pick -em, So happy to grab Wickmeyer, have her as a solid favorite, and then I'll have her to win the match in straight sets. That's right around plus 200. So... Goff Trevisan over 21, that's tomorrow. Noskova minus three games, that's very early tomorrow morning as well. And then Wickmeyer here, probably in the next 30 minutes, maybe maybe a little bit later. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Supertron. No, that's not Supertron. What's that one? I, I'm no, not looking at it. That's ITF Supertron. Supertron. Challenger. Supertron. There are men there too? Yeah, the men are having a Challenger event. The women have an ITF 100. Ooh, I found a Corey Goff. I'm gonna call her Corey because that's what it says on the screen. Over 20 and a half minus 110. I did the 21. I took a plus money. I figure it'll probably push out that way. So grab the 20 and a half now at standard juice. I'm happy to sell the half game. Yeah, maybe I'll find a plus money. Yeah, I need to get again. Minnesota does need to legalize. Some of these legal books make it a little easier to sell games. Tougher to sell games in the offshores with even with as many offerings they have. Don't have that for a ton of tennis. I'll close it out with some soccer as we have a weird one here. So like the draw that we saw for the World Cup, the USA ended up in whatever fucking group they ended up in. And there was a the joke, and I made Drew tweet it out after he put it in the chat. I said, you have to tweet that. But the, the odds to win the group were listed for the various teams. And the USA was behind um, the TBD team who is not determined yet when they had to play the playoffs to get in yet, which made me sad as an American, but it was still kind of funny. So this is, this is the playoffs to work their way into the becoming team TBD in group B. And it will be between Scotland and the Ukraine. This match is at 145, my time, 245 Eastern. I looked at a few ways to play unders. Under two is tight. I feel like that pushes an awful lot. It is about the same price. I ended up with a weird prop I found again at Bovada. Both halves under, and again, if you have legal books, you can certainly make this same game parlay very easily. Both halves under one and a half. So first half, zero or one. Second half, zero or one goals scored. I look back, there were just not a ton of games where the Ukraine ended up scoring or having scored more than one goal in either half of late. The Ukraine was very hard to get a grip on because obviously they've had some, there's been some things going on there in the geopolitical landscape. So the, the team is, you know, who knows what the, what the prep has looked like, but the last few matches, it's how it's tough to take those and say like, Hey, they're in form. They've been playing club teams. They played like Gladback and, Empoli, like they, they played these not countries, they're playing like club teams from countries, so it's hard to get a grip on you know exactly what we're seeing from the form. Scotland hasn't played since like March, you know, they, these they end up with big chunks of time in between some of these matches. So, looking for a KG affair, hopefully, it's just 1 1 for Dan. Uh, I can't remember what his logic was on that. I think there was a shitload of the Ukraine games in group play that ended up 1-1, like 3 or 4. So he just thinks it's going to happen again. And it's 5-1, to one, so it's kind of what I figured we'd see as far as most likely scores for me to win this one. 
A uh, early Ukrainian goal. Scotland ties it up in the second half. Scotland wins in extras. I don't. Know, I think somebody has to advance from this. So maybe extra. No, Scotland on penalties. If that's a thing, not even 100% sure that is. So either way, my bet is both halves under one and a half minus 116. And uh, it'll give me something to hang out and watch this afternoon after tennis is over. I'm going full game total under one plus 380. I thought about that too. Just like exact score, zero, zero, just absolute board. I've bet those in like women's world cup. Five to one, zero, zero is five to one. It does feel like it's it, we end up in you know some sort of extra time situation or penalty kicks. It's gonna be ugly. And I love I love as much as I I hate unfair ways to determine who wins a game. And I feel like penalties may be a little unfair at times. I still fucking love penalties. Like it's still it's the fun. most the drama is great. It's yeah, the drama is super good, and uh, I, I hopefully hopefully it does go to penalties because I'll be watching so. All right, well, back tomorrow. We'll talk a little more. You know, maybe I'll find some game props for the NBA Finals. I might look for some. I'll have to talk to some smart people and have them guide me in the right direction. But I think I'm going to go ham a little on the NBA Finals game. We'll have golf. Like I said, I'll have some matchups to play. We'll have some more tennis for sure. We'll talk about the the other women's or the men. We'll talk a little about the men's semis. This they are they'll be lined up by then. It'll be interesting to dig into those prices a little and. And uh, real quick, mentioning our sponsor. Is that what we called it? Prop Swap. U.S. Open is in three weeks, I think. Start checking out some of those golf prices on there. NFL tickets are starting to populate on there as well. Download it. Promo code BETSPERTS gets you a 100% deposit match up to 500 bucks. That's how you make the first one really count if you want to. DM me if you need help with that. And Alex, that's it. It's called. It's called a day.